Uh, but here's my question. This is why we're bringing in my friend Mike Glennon, NC State legend, who joins us on the Adam Gold Show. All right, now that the draft is over, now that Bryce Young has decided he's going to wear number nine, um, that's not as good a number as eight. I know you'll you'll agree with that. But uh, now that he, he's figured all that out, now what? What is the next step, not only for Bryce, but for the other three guys who were drafted in the first round? Actually, Will yeah. Levis went in the second round. So. so right now he's probably getting the iPad sent to him. Um, and he's going to start diving in the, in the playbook and learning as much as he can. But really, I don't know when their rookie minicamp is, but I'm assuming it's probably next weekend. Right. He'll come into Charlotte and he'll have three days where they are going to base that entire three days around one person, and that's Bryce Young. <laughs> so he's going to have tons of meetings. He's going to have a lot of walkthroughs. Um, then they'll go out and practice a little bit. Maybe in, in recent years, teams have kind of dialed it back. So they don't even want to risk the chance of injury. Um, and those rookie minicamps with some of the guys that they bring in. But everything is going to be geared around Bryce Young and, and his development. And then he'll jump right into OTAs. OTAs will last about a month um, until mid-June. And, again, this is going to be all about Bryce Young. And, um, I imagine, if I had a guess, they'll going to throw him in with the first-team offense right away. Now there's a chance maybe they'll have him sit back and learn a little bit from Andy Dolan and, and make it be the ones or the twos. When I was – um, in Tampa Bay, and they drafted Jameis Winston. They still ha- gave me a little bit of the one reps in the spring, but come fall camp, it was 100% Jameis was with the one. So I think some teams handle it differently. When I was in Chicago, Mitch Trubisky was the second pick, and they actually had him taking all the three reps. So it was me, then Mark Sanchez, and then Mitch. So I'll be interested to see what they do there. But, yeah, this uh, upcoming few weeks is all going to be about everything they can do to get Bryce Young up to speed learning this offense. How Mike Lennon is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. How long does it take to earn to learn an NFL playbook? Um, I think it depends what your background is. I was fortunate to come in with a basic NFL West Coast offense that we ran at NC State with Dana Bible and yep. and Bryce Young has had Bill O'Brien as his offensive coordinator. So his learning curve isn't going to be as much. Now the terminology is going to be a little bit different. What Frank Reich is doing isn't the same terminology. Um, based on my experience, uh, Bill O'Brien kind of had this New England terminology. Frank Reich had more of the um, Denver with Peyton Manning terminology. So that's going to be the biggest thing is him just learning the terminology. Now, with that being said, he'll probably pick it up pretty quick because everything says that he's really smart and mm-hmm. he has that um, kind of foundation of understanding an NFL offense. But, I mean, there, there's one thing of understanding the offense and there's another thing going out and executing it and learning all the protection calls and, and all that stuff is um, what he's going to have to really grow on. And then when it comes to real game week, is those little nuances of when the defense gets in this particular look, then we have to change the protection and, and all that. So I, I don't worry about him picking up the offense. It'll be more just the little nuanced details of um, the scheme, kind of the scheme within the scheme and what. Mike Glennon is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Um most of this is all about Bryce Young, and obviously in Charlotte, it's all about Bryce Young. But I'm 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 curious the other offenses, the Ohio State offense, what Florida did uh, with Anthony Richardson, and to an extent what Will Levis was doing at Kentucky. How much more difficult is their transition to the NFL? It's definitely going to be 
more difficult than Bryce Young, who had a former NFL offensive coordinator. Right. I actually believe Kentucky did also have their coordinator yeah. was with the Rams. The Rams, so right. I'm sure Levis has somewhat of a background. Um, but and those other two, I'm not quite as sure. But it, it's always a learning curve. I mean, it's not easy. Like I said, I was with Jameis, Mr. Bisky, Josh Rosen. Um, so I, I've kind of seen them all. And they all do, you know, pick it up pretty well, but it, it just takes some time. And I think, you know, C.J. Stroud is going to have a little bit of an adjustment. Again, it's just it's learning a new language. It's, um, you know, hearing a play call and instantly that play's got to pop into your head and know exactly what it is. And then the other challenge that some of these rookies face is they've never called a play in a huddle. <laughs> so what what that's like is, is you know, spitting out a, a play call that could be, you know, 10 words, 20 syllables. It, it can be a lot of rehearsing of you know, the night before practice, looking at that practice script and, and just literally practicing saying the plays over and over. That way when that play is called, you hear it in your head, and then you can actually say it in the huddle. Um, so you're not constantly having a call for the coach to call the play back in because that could be honestly one of the most difficult things is just getting that, that long play call out of your mouth and communicating it with the rest of the, with, with the, rest of the guys in the huddle. I remember uh... – Reading about a story, former, I guess it was Bryce Petty, who was a former Baylor quarterback. So he's Jets draft him in like the fourth round or fifth round or something like that. And he's at training camp. And the story is that he has never called a play. Like he has never gotten in the, like he, he was, he threw for 4,000 yards at Baylor in his, in his final year, but never called a play in the huddle. Because everything was called from the sideline, they have, and and he also knew what is where he was going with the ball at every time. Every time, so th- there is, they they basically do everything for you in uh, in college. Maybe not 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 in your experience because you played in more of an NFL style offense. But a lot of these college offenses, it's it's basically prepackaged. You know where you're going. Then you get to the NFL, and it's completely different. Yeah, a lot of those guys are just kind of looking to the sideline. You know, they get this signal and and they know what the play is, or or maybe like those receivers get the signal separately. So it's a whole new world for some of some of these guys. I, I remember hearing that about Trevor Lawrence was that, that was the first time he had ever had a call a play in the huddle. And I mean, it could be intimidating in a way. I mean, you look at trying to think of who some of the veteran players might be, but you step in that huddle and you're looking at a guy that's 35 years old that you know looks like a grown man, and you got to be <laughs> assertive in there and, and make the play call, and you don't want to you know, stumble over your words and, you know, it, it's not a good feeling when you're having to step out of the huddle and kind of give the, the offensive coordinator that repeat signal. I remember there was a clip of, you know, years ago, it was John Gruden and Chris Sims and, and Chris just couldn't get the words out of his mouth. And I've been with John and he, you know, he's got patience for maybe repeating it one time, but when he gets to number two, number three, uh, that's not the situation you want to be in. And then you got to get up to the, the line of scrimmage and, and see what the defense is in and make any adjustments that you might be and then go out and complete the pass as well. So, um, you know, there's a lot that goes on between the moment that play is called into your helmet to the, the time the ball is snapped to the time the, uh, the play is actually executed. So the speed of the game is fast at the NFL. So all that is an adjustment for these new guys. Mike Glennon, a 10-year NFL veteran, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. What is the biggest uh, – you know, issue for a uh, Bryce Young, a CJ Stroud, 
uh, when they get on the field and they face opposing defenses? What's the biggest deal? It's facing the kind of crazy defensive looks that you get. And, and you might prepare for it during the week, um, but you never know what they're going to throw out to you on third down. So it's third and kind of seven and ten is what they call junk down in the NFL. And that's when the you never know what they're going to line up in. And they send blitzes from every which way. So you, you're back there, the, you know, behind the center, and you're like, what are they in? I have absolutely <laughs> no idea, and I don't know who's coming but I have to figure out a way to make sure we're picked up. And if we're not picked up, I have to know who we're hot off of. So hopefully they have kind of a veteran center because a lot of times they can kind of help with those protection calls. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's going to be the biggest adjustment for those guys is making sure is is the protection plan. Because if if you're not picked up in protection, uh, now that's a bad feeling of when you're calling for the ball and you're not really sure (laughs) if you're picked up or not and you're just hoping that you're not about to get hit. Um, so, so that's going to be the biggest adjustment for those guys. Mike Glennon, before we let you go, what was, what is the transition like, you know, uh, you know, and, and I know your, your circumstances, your background here, different from what Bryce is dealing with or CJ or Anthony, all of these things. What is the biggest thing that you would tell them about when you're making this transition uh, to be aware of or, you know, ha- give advice on how to deal with it? I mean, I just think for these next few months, it's like a, an obsession over that playbook. You have to be studying it at all times. And then don't be, a, for them, it's going to be a little easier as a person, you know, second pick of the draft. But to, to lean on the veteran guys to spend time with the center, like I'm talking about it, and start watching, you know, maybe film from this prior year and going over some of the protection calls and, um, so that way, the first time when they go out there for a real game, it's, it's they've you know had that kind of communication before. Um, so it's to step in there with confidence, and there's kind of this you know do I belong feeling because you you know you've never been in the NFL. It's like you belong at this level. There's a reason why they picked you here. Now go out and play confident, and really just let it rip. You know you're not going to be perfect. This is. Uh, no, you know, you, you look back at Peyton Manning in his rookie year, like things are not going to be perfect, and that's just part of the process. But I think the most valuable thing for these guys is to get those reps, especially a guy like Anthony Richardson, who only really started one season, is he needs as many reps as he can get. And there's going to be some days at practice where the defense just gets you, and you throw a couple interceptions, and you think you might stink. And then that's just not the reality of it, is you just got to fight through it and, um, you know, live to see another day and go out there the next day and continue to grow and uh, improve as a player. I think I'm probably, I don't know if I'm in the minority or not, but I wouldn't let Anthony Richardson on the field for a year. I, I, I would make him, I would make him immerse him. I would have him immerse himself in the, in the system and the practices and all of that. Uh, and just give him time to really learn it all. I mean, if he demonstrates that he has some proficiency early, then that's fine. Uh, but do you think you can can you can you hurt a quarterback's development by having him play too soon? See, I, I think the bottom line is I don't know if it completely matters, but I would err on the side of playing him, playing him right away. Because okay. like I said, he needs every rep he can get, and he's not getting better playing scout team quarterback and throwing to a guy, you know, that they circle on on a little card of what the opposing offense is running. Like he can make those plays. He needs all the reps he can get. But I think you look at every situation. And I think the bottom line is a guy either has it or he doesn't. I mean, Josh Allen, he's had a little bit. He struggled when he played. He figured it out. 
Um, some guys get thrown in right away. Peyton Manning gets thrown in right away, <laughs> and he struggles, but he figures it out. And then there's guys that, you know, don't have success either way. And, you know, it's hard for me to imagine um, certain players that don't have a great career. It's like, well, if they would have played right away or if they would have sat, their career would have played out much different. I think at the end of the day, a guy either has it or he doesn't. Um, but for me, I think Anthony Richardson just needs every rep he can get. And the only way to truly improve is, is getting those live when you're li- when there's live bullets and you know you got something to play for, something to lose. Mike Lennon, I appreciate your time, sir. I'll talk to you soon. Right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Adam. Have a good one. You too, Mike Lennon here on the Adam Gold Show, NC State legend, a veteran, ten year veteran in the National Football League. Look, th- there are yes, Peyton Manning played early. He was fine. He had a terrible first year. Actually, if you go back and you look at Manning's early career. There were some wasn't just the first year that was bad. Yeah. He had other great. he had other bad years in there. And then all along about year four, five, it started to click and Manning became what Manning is. Um I I think a great example for what not playing in year one can do is Patrick Mahomes, who only started the final game of his rookie season. And that's when Andy Reid went, oh, yeah, yep, yep, that's the guy. No offense to you, Alex Smith, but your contract was up. Alex Smith went on to Washington, was good uh, with uh, the commandos or the football team, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> yeah. And they, they were obviously, the, they weren't either at that point. But we, we know what happened. He, he, I mean, horrific injury and his career basically ended. Uh, but Alex Smith was a good quarterback, but he's not this guy. He's not Patrick Mahomes. I think there is a lot to be said for sitting, but I also understand uh, that in some cases you can get better. That is just, I guess, personal philosophy. Uh, But you could certainly do things with Anthony Richardson initially that can help you win. He is just, he is a phenomenal football player above and beyond being a great quarterback. I mean, the offense that Cam Newton ran as a rookie is not the offense that Cam Newton ran when they went to the Super Bowl. No. There were certain I mean certain things that they uh, utilized in both offenses, but they became a much more, you know, normal looking NFL offense when they went to the Super Bowl. If they didn't do a, you know, tons and tons of zone read let Cam make plays with his feet, he became a thrower. And that was important to Carolina's development as a team.